Hey guys, David, the Healthness Coach here, yet again with another episode. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast, uh, given the circumstances that we were in in the last couple of months. Uh, looking forward to letting you guys know what I have planned for my business model now that things have changed just a little bit uh, for the foreseeable future. That being said, I'd like to introduce you guys to one of our trainers, Nolan, who is quite a knowledgeable trainer. Um, he's just started up with us uh, here at A Foot Above Fitness, so um, looking forward to letting you guys hear what he has to say about training uh, based on his model uh, and based on where it is that he's headed uh, with his business. And as always, if you guys have questions, concerns about your health and fitness, feel free to message me on Instagram, healthness4cnd, or via email, healthness469 at gmail.com. Talking. Yeah, um, so, so like, yeah, man, like, what is it like about fitness? Like, how did you get into this whole thing, man? Because this thing is yeah, like a difficult yeah, thing yeah, for most yeah. people. So how did this you come about? This is me being super transparent. I started out in high school. I didn't care about fitness at all. I didn't care about nutrition at all. I was a twig. I ate what I wanted. Didn't think twice about going to the gym ever. Mm. Kind of beginning of university, first, second year, I went through like a darker time in my life. I had some personal things going on and uh, I just kind of decided I wanted to try and bulk up a little bit. I wanted to get a tattoo. I knew that. And I think they look a little bit better when you have a little bit of muscle in your arms, for example. And so I decided to start going. I went with a buddy named Alex. Uh, really good to have around. He had a good work ethic. We went together. We were social. We had a good time. Started to see results physically. Started to really like the results I was seeing physically. But then what happened kind of changed my entire mindset on fitness. It became a mental game for me. It became my coping mechanism for anything that was going on in my life. And during these tougher times, I realized not only am I kind of killing two birds with one stone, I'm not only getting my fitness in, I'm also working on my mental health. And it helps me feel uh, refreshed and relaxed and uh, ready to take on the day. And through university, I really struggled with focusing um, I think I have something going on there where I struggle with, uh, you get easily distracted. And so mm. having that coping mechanism all the way through university allowed me to focus on my studies, get my energy out elsewhere and, uh, also work on myself. That's sick, man. Yeah. Like, cause I see that you got like the long sleeve, yeah. like tattoo, yeah. Yeah. like sick. Like I'm thinking about getting one of those Dude, myself, yeah, man. I yeah. Just it. like, cause it makes you look like, yeah, I'm like yeah. ready to seize the day. Like yeah. I got this. So man, that's, that's crazy, man. So like, I mean, in terms of like your focus and your, yeah, I mean, in terms and dedication of training, like how did that, I guess, veer into going into teaching it right to other yeah, people yeah, like very different because i know that like I, i've said this in other podcasts um is the empathy side of it is usually very important 100%. because you can absolutely kind of like tag along with someone that has been through this similar things that you're yeah. that you've been through and overcame so i guess like i said what my question would be is how did that transfer into like let me start taking up a career as a fitness yeah trainer? like i've always kind of had a background in or some some kind of drive to be in some not medical field but a, a, a physical field where i'm working um with anatomy and working with the body and that's why i took human kinetics university and that's what drove me to, to start doing that but what I realized um, was I would change career paths through, through university um, a lot. I started off, I wanted to be a surgeon. I loved Grey's Anatomy. I wanted to be a surgeon. Then I switched yeah. it up, wanted to be a physiotherapist. Uh, then I wanted to work in politics and fight for um, ethics and fight against pharmaceutical ethics um, and fight for, for rights of um, 
you know, poor people and, and wealth distribution, all that kind of stuff. And what I realized is what I loved or what I wanted to do was help people. It wasn't so much where, um, I just wanted to help people. And, and the reason I couldn't get hundred percent behind a career path was because I wasn't passionate about the actual industry. I just wanted to help people in some way, shape or form. So when I found out that I lo- well found out, I discovered that I love fitness. I kind of decided to try and combine the two in a way that I felt I could help people. Um, and also continue doing what I love to do, which is be in the gym, train myself, train other people, help other people obtain that, that mental spot that I found myself in, that really positive spot I found myself in, um, and try and portray that, or try and recreate that in other people through the way that I train and my kind of theory on training. Mm. No, that's sick, man. So you, so you went to school for human kinetics. Do you mm-hmm. find that like that translated pretty well when it came to training your clients? Like, How does it transfer from human kinetics to bringing that on the floor? Like, how does that work? Yeah, man, so I definitely think that having that initial background in human kinetics helped me a lot, but what I think helped more is the, I like to call them the skills you learn away from the curriculum, just by being a university student, you're juggling a lot of the time. Um, you know, I worked a part-time job all the way through university, all that kind of stuff, so I had a good work ethic, I knew how to organize my time. Um, my dad, Tyler, always taught me how to be a good communicator, and so I think that's something, these are all skills that, although I've kind of fine-tuned them in university, I'm not necessarily using the piece of paper, for example, but I think these skills that I've learned through completing university and, and through having uh, positive mentors like my dad, my brother, and my mom um, have allowed me to build the skills I need to succeed in this industry. Oh, that's cool, man. So what are then some of the practices or, I guess, principles that you use or that when you approach a client's uh, needs, like where does it start? Like what do for you do? For sure. So step one for me is be personable with somebody. And step two is let them speak. Try and make them as comfortable as they can, as quickly as you can. Um, You wanna kind of break the ice quickly and let them speak and let them tell you. Try to show empathy as much as you can. Understand that not everybody thinks the way you do. Somebody that might be struggling with something that you think is really easy and vice versa, right? And so I show up, I show up with a blank piece of paper. I say, tell me about your life. Tell me about your lifestyle. Don't even talk about your fitness right now. Let's just talk about where you're at. Run me through a day in your life. Run me through uh, how you've been feeling over the last five years, where do you want to be in the next two years, right? I'm very general stuff. Then I kind of start to fine tune it. Okay, so this is, if you want to uh, lose weight and tone up a little bit, we are now gonna head towards kind of a high intensity interval training route or something along those lines. What do you think about that? Great, whatever, whatever they say, we fine tune that. As far as the nutritional side, I'm not somebody who believes in a super, super strict diet. I don't believe in two portions of this, one portion of this. I'm all for it if that's how you want to maintain your life and run your life. But for me, I find that looking at somebody who weight loss, for example, it's not a short path. It takes time. It's a long-term goal, and there's no way around that in a healthy manner, at least. So what I try to do is put not lenient uh, practices in mind, but, but not so strict. So that's something that's easy to maintain, small changes over long periods of time that allow them to almost forget that they're making a change in the first place, but continue to shed pounds. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my mentality is... Take a step back here. It's it's not a it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's get to your goal through working hard and diligently. What do you think some of the challenges are then when you when you approach uh, a client and you're trying to get them to where it is they want to go, and then you take a look at their lifestyle and you're like, oh my gosh, like this person has like some things that we need to make yeah. ch- like yeah. dramatic changes here. Yeah. Like, do you feel that there's some challenges involved with that, and how do you overcome those? It's it's interesting because everybody's so different. Like I, I try to adapt the way I handle things to different sorts of people. For example, if I'm dealing with 
um, like a businessman, for example, who's very structured. It's like, I'll just give it to him straight. Like, listen, this is what you got to do. We need a caloric deficit. This is how many calories you should be taking in. This is what you should be eating. When I'm dealing with somebody who is maybe newer to the industry or thinks a little differently about life, I'm saying, you almost want to instill principles within them without them realizing that they're they're working towards in certain ways, mm -hmm. right? Like you want them to feel rewarded, but you also don't want them to be overwhelmed with all these different changes. So for a lot of people, like I said earlier, it's like, okay, let's try, um, let's cut out food after dinner. So after you have dinner, no more food, Saturday's an exception. Mm -hmm. uh, let's try not to drink while at home, okay? If you're out at a family event or you're at a restaurant, fair enough, right? Like try and be lenient with Things that don't seem daunting, but also seem like they're making a difference in their own lives. Because mm -hmm. I feel like with this whole like COVID-19 craze that happened and us being quarantined, I feel like some of the lifestyle changes that may have been changed prior to the whole COVID-19 quarantine might have been kind of like obliterated, oh, yeah. right? So oh, yeah. now it's like, as trainers, we're sitting here going like, where do we start? Like, where do we go For from here? Because sure. the majority of people are, it's like... I mean, for sure, lifestyle is completely all over the place in terms yeah. of like just having a routine, like that routine's gone, right? And Absolutely. like, what do you feel then? What what kind of advice are you giving to people when they're coming back from this quarantine and trying to get a healthy lifestyle once again? It's okay. Like, yeah. you're a human. You're a human being. Everybody has their vice. Everybody struggles, especially when they're bored, especially when their life is turned upside down, especially when they're stressed about what's going on in the world. Maybe you have a grandparent you're worried about or an aunt or maybe even yourself. It's okay. You slipped up, you fell off the rails a bit, you know, you watched a little too much Netflix, had a little too many glasses of wine. It happens. Let's get back on the rails. Let's transition slowly. Okay. Let's not overwhelm you. Let's not knock off 20 pounds in a month and then put it all back on. Let's take our time. Let's do this right. And it's okay. I understand. Mm -hmm. Don't make people feel like they're they're broken. Don't make people feel like they're an alien. Make mm -hmm. them feel like they're normal. They're a human. And that's that's a good point that you make because I feel like now more than ever it it might be difficult to have that conversation, right? Because here is someone that's coming into a gym after three months of not doing anything and is yeah. like, I'm admitting to myself that I need help. Yeah. And then it's like it's kind of like a scary territory, right? Because yeah. you're like, I have to first of all admit that I need a change. And then, sure. and then I have to admit that I need help on top of that. Yeah. Right. So, no, that's good, man. That like you empathize with that and that on, on that segment. Um, but when it comes to your training, like involved, hands on with a yeah. client yeah. on the floor, do you have like any sort of like systematic approach um, that says that that tailors to any specific individual? Is it like definitely? I got to make sure that this is in place for this person so that we're progressing in the white, white way. Is there like yeah. a system that you have like in place for that? I think the way I'll explain it is I think there's different levels of, there's people who love going to the gym and want yeah. those There's also people who don't and that's okay. Yeah. You need to understand that fitness for 90 plus percent of people is not their number one priority in life. Yeah. They have other, other obligations that are more important and I, that's great. I'm right. all for that. So when, a client steps in the gym, I look at them and I kind of think to myself, I want them to stay here as long as possible because I believe that consistency is key in any goal you have fitness yeah. related. How do I tailor their experience so that if they love the gym and they want to see it, they want to go hard, how do I make it so that they can go as hard as they can in an optimal manner? If they don't love the gym and they're here because they know they need to be, how do I tailor it so it's more fun? Even if you're getting less out of the client, if they're hanging around longer and over time, you're going to get more out of them, right? It's mm -hmm. about consistency. If somebody, 
hates the gym and you push them for three weeks and they say, I'm done, what's the point, right? If you can keep them there six months, a year, three years, five years, their whole life, that's how you make an impact in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, definitely consistency and finding that whole like um, position of making sure that like the person's getting a good experience, a good enough experience to where they can be like, yes, I'm excited to go back in the gym again. And yes, I'm going to continue doing this for a long period of time. How do you think that's kind of like transferred into your own training? So you training yourself. Yeah. How does that translate it? And has that like kind of like a required a mental shift? Because I mean, yeah. now like you're training people and you're seeing all these people in different positions in life. Like what changes has it made to your own oh training? Oh my God, yes. I went from being a nut job with the gym, like going so hard every single day I injured myself I would skip hanging out with friends because I didn't want to put on calories or eat that food or whatever and I've realized that you need to find that balance over time you will see the results you're looking for if you're patient and you work towards them consistently but at the same time you need to take into account that again you're a human being who has other values other obligations that you want to um, work towards and take care of and so what I've tried to do is adjust my mentality that it's okay. Like if you, you don't feel hundred percent every day, six days a week, let's go five days. You're not feeling great today. It's okay. Let's go 50%. Let's do a 30 minute workout. Let's take today off. It's okay. Um, you know, you're having a bad day mentally. It's okay. Go home, rest, do what you need to do. Come back tomorrow stronger, you know, mm-hmm. work towards those goals. Um, cause again, like I, I think it's really, really important to continue going for long periods of time, frequently go and be consistent way, way more than working out as hard as you can to Mm -hmm. optimize your results. And the thing is, is like, do you think that it's important that people understand the underlying system of what fitness actually is or what it is to be fit? Because I know that a lot of the times we meet people that their first thing is like, I need to shed these 50 pounds and like, that's the ultimate goal. And I need this 50 pounds to be gone like today. Yeah. Right. So I know that we're talking about taking a systematic approach and making sure that someone can stay consistent and long enough and be able to come in 50%. Do you think that changes with someone that says, I want to lose 50%, Yes. like 50 pounds right now? Yes. Right. It's a problem right off the bat. mm -hmm. Right. I think without mental health, you don't have fitness, you don't have overall fitness. And so people that are, you know, ruining areas or aspects of their lives to knock off an extra pound to an extent. I mean, obviously there's certain things you need to do to achieve these goals, but ruining your lives and relationships, not eating enough, Mm -hmm. not eating correctly and and Mm -hmm. ruining your schedules. That's not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to, fitness is an overall well being of who you are. Mm -hmm. That's mental. That's physical. That's your relationships. Mm -hmm. That's, um, it's, it's tons of things. Right? It's so it's so many different things you want to juggle, and the gym's a great way to knock out like eighty percent of those. Mm-hmm. But that that last twenty, you often have to find within yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you know when a person's ready, ready to take the step of wanting to make those decisions every day and make that change, that lifestyle change? How do you know and determine whether or not someone's ready to actually engage in their fitness and their mm-hmm. health? It's mm-hmm. a great question. How do you know someone is ready? Because I know like for me, like what I typically do is I'll like have the conversation with the person in terms of like what they're willing to do in order to get to where it is they want to go. For sure. Right. Because like I feel like a lot of people don't really know. They think that it's like, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm just going to kill myself in the gym. Yeah. And then I'm going to go home and I'm just going to have the same life that I had before. Uh-huh. 
and then everything's going to be great. Or I might train like two days on and then take like a three day break off yeah, and then come back and train a day. Right. And then that kind of tells me right out the gate for me personally, like if this person's in the position of being ready to actually make a decision, I'm like, I'll have that conversation. I'll be like, yeah, we can kind of tailor it to what you're able to put up with for a long period of time. Right. But at the end of the day, if, if it means that you're going to lose 50 pounds, are you willing to come in on the weekend? Yeah. Right. See what they say. And then see what they say from there. Yeah. But I guess like that, and I, and I think that's like the struggle, right? Because like most people will think like, okay, I got a trainer. I'm going to pay this guy. And now I'm just going to change. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's the problem, right? <laughs> so, so from that standpoint, like how do you how do you have that like that hard conversation with the person to say look listen it's okay if we don't lose 50 pounds in like a week right yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's okay yeah. like how do you have that conversation with so them i think it comes down again to being personal with somebody trying to explain to them the reality because i think a lot of people there's so much crap that you see online or in, in the media yeah. that says oh i knocked off 30 pounds in a week i knocked what do they call all this stuff? <laughs> oh, i took a magic pill i knocked off 20 pounds it's like yeah. guys like you the other day like you're a human body it's yeah. only you have limitations right yeah. everybody has limitations but what you can do is incredible extraordinary things with your body if you give yourself time yeah and so i try to just get across to people patience 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 you will see results they're going to be small at first they're going to grow they're going to be bigger and, and the next year, two years, whatever amount of time it is, depending on whatever your goals are, you're going to see a significant change and that is going to drive you. You will become self-motivated. You will want to come to the gym. Yeah. You will look in the mirror and feel great. Mm-hmm. You will go to work and feel great. Mm-hmm. Your friends will tell you how good you look. Your parents will tell you how good you look. All that kind of stuff, it's it's the dopamine you need. It's that push that you may need on days where you don't feel like going to the gym and we all have them, Yeah. where you don't feel like putting in that hour of hard work even though you need to, and that's what's going to push you to continue getting up and doing it. Mm -hmm. No, that's good, man. Like, uh, the other aspect of that that I feel is like, do you ever feel like you've like, you don't even have to say anything to someone and they automatically start thinking about like fitness. So like when it translates into like taking that time that it needs necessary to get to a result and get to a goal, do you ever feel like the person just kind of automatically feels obligated like people around you like your friends your family even your clients you see them outside like you feel like man like i want you to know that it's okay if you're not there yeah right because you see me here in front of you it's a reminder that you need to take care of yourself yeah but it's okay right so like do you feel like as if like that pressure translates in like your personal life like with other people sure yeah sure and i actually have an interesting dynamic with this because i train my dad oh so what? i try i train my no dad way. so I, I actually i don't live there most of the time but i'm mm-hmm. around there sometimes and um it's one of those things it's a weird weird dynamic it's like do i enforce my personal training ideologies on him yeah. while he's at home or do i let him do his thing mm-hmm. like i do with all my other clients but absolutely i feel like i feel like there's that that, that pressure outside of the gym, I, I try to minimize this as much yeah. as I can. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm this perfect fitness guru who trains and eats perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm a human being. I have things I do incorrectly and I have days where I slip up and etc. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. And so when they're out and they're having a drink with their friends or they're having a dinner with their friends or eating the wrong foods and what I see on social media or whatever, mm-hmm. I give it a like. It's okay. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Because if you are hating your life because yeah. you're so focused on fitness, this isn't going to last very long. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the limit is then, right? Like, 
for sure we want to make sure that people enjoy themselves and that it's something that they can sustain but where for you do you believe that like this is the limit like this is as far as i'm okay with yeah. but then it's like beyond that like yeah. i got an issue now right <laughs> See, that comes down to results okay right? for me 100 percent. whatever your results are if we're heading towards them yeah. we're at a pace that you're satisfied with i'm satisfied if you're happy i'm happy so gotcha. i'm going in the right direction if we're going too slow within reason, we're losing weight too slow, they're not losing weight at all, that's when I'm gonna say, okay, let's make a small change now, see how it goes, give it two weeks, give it three weeks, see if you knock off a couple pounds. If it doesn't, we'll make another change, but give this a go for me, really try hard to make a change here, um, and let's see if we can change the course of the way this is going, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, results are everything in this industry, yeah. right? People having an unbelievable experience and seeing their goals come to fruition is so important. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is about. That's why I wake up every day and I come to the gym yeah. and try my best. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you feel like allows you to feel most fulfilled about being a personal trainer? I think it's the... So I, it depends on, on the, the client. Like It depends on the goals. But like for someone who's doing weight loss, when they step on that scale and you see their eyes light up, oh, yeah. that is a great feeling. Yeah. For somebody who's uh, you know trying to gain strength, you see them hit a new PR on that bench press. That's a great feeling, mm-hmm. knowing you helped them achieve that and seeing that their self esteem is growing or their confidence in themselves in the gym is growing. That's great. You love mm-hmm. seeing that, right? Like just seeing your clients happy with what they've achieved and knowing that you were able to help them achieve that happiness and, and achieve their goals. Um, it's just awesome to see, right? It's, like, it's an individual sport in a way. It's an yeah. individual achievement. No one can take it away from them. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice to watch that. Um, the emotion that can come from someone. Oh, yeah. You see that, it's great. Like, I mean, for me, like, kind of similar. Um, it's when I hear stories of things that happen outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just yeah. like, wow. Like, in terms of maybe not just like, okay, I lost all this weight. It's like, I feel so much more confident like wearing yes. a bikini now and like going out to the pool with my family. I'm not hiding, right? And I took like this picture. Take a look at this picture and how happy I am. Like that makes me feel like even I'm getting a lump in my throat just saying because like that to me, I'm like, man, like I actually did yeah. something that affected someone's life outside of training, yeah. right? And so like that, I think for most trainers puts us on like a pedestal of like life changement, right? Because I were better meant of someone's life because uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's like, Everything that is quantified in the gym here, like transfers to endless possibilities out, out out there, right? Yeah. And and I think that's the most amazing thing. Um, and do you feel like? Um, I, and I, I keep going back to this because I love the whole concept of the fact that you went to university. You had like when it comes to like human kinetics, yeah. like that course specifically, that that education that you got. Do you? kind of like take anything from that course and then transfer it down to the principles that you tie into your own training with people here in the gym? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Um, I think a lot of like the, the basic stuff I learned, there's some stuff that I don't really use, but I think honestly, away from the memorization and all the the quizzes and tests, mm-hmm. it's more the, the I, want, I don't want to say the sociological side of it, but understanding people in the world mm-hmm. and understanding everybody's different and everyone works differently on a yeah. very literal level very biological level being able to understand the qualitative side of psychology and sociology and understand yeah. that you are not going to vibe with every single person on earth you're going this is yeah. this is who you are this is how you achieve 
what you want to achieve and how you achieve what your clients want to achieve and how you adapt the way you work based on somebody's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You adapt and you tailor your workout to somebody's lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. I think just, like again, like away from quizzes and tests and multiple choices and remembering which bone is where and which muscle is where, understanding the world changes things for me. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I'll look at somebody and they'll tell me about their past, for example, and I, I won't look at them differently, but I will have a greater respect for certain areas of who they are, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's good, man. Like, yeah, I respect that, like, experience over credentials, right? Because it's like, you can be taught certain things. Like, I always say this, like, even to my clients, it's like, we have, like, a two-dimensional, like, kind of, like, vision of, like, what a person's squat's supposed to look like, yeah. but, like, we're not two-dimensional, Right, so it's like if I, if I look at like a diagram of like inside of our arm, it's like all these veins and like whatever yeah, yeah. you can see muscles and like if I open up my arm, it's a mess in there. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's like what the hell is this? Yeah. Right, so yeah, I completely agree with that. I think life experience and being able to know exactly specifically tailored to what this person is needs are based on what you've experienced with other clients, like is definitely detrimental to making sure that this person actually gets to where it is they want to get to. Um, would you happen to have any advice for any trainer that wants to be as successful as you in this field? I definitely would. I'm trying to think about how to word it. Mm-hmm. Money is a byproduct of passion plus hard work. You're in the business of helping people. You you make a livelihood from helping people. Mm-hmm. You don't make money from helping people. You help people and make money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And people can easily mix that up in this industry, and you see it a lot. There's a lot of trainers who don't love what they do. Yeah. And they do it for whatever paycheck they could get by, and that is detrimental for your clients. It's yeah. detrimental for yourself. It's detrimental for the industry. Yeah. Caring about your clients is step one. Mm-hmm. Has to be. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. And if you don't, if that's not step one for you, this isn't the industry for you. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But your clients have to be your priority mm-hmm. above all else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that is awesome, man. That's why I love the culture in this gym because, like, I would say that, like, I mean, I don't really know personally trainers that do only solely do it for money, but for the most part, all of the trainers that we work with here love training yeah. their clients. Yeah. They love and care about who they're training. And yeah. I think that's that's why it is that the ambience in this gym is just so well received by people that walk in here. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. you want to train in a place with people that actually care, right? You don't want to be in a place that feels like I'm just trying to like, get your money or whatever that case is. It's a different culture, man. It's Mm -hmm. a different culture than a corporate gym. It's Mm -hmm. it's a different feel. It's an ambience. It's exactly what you said. It's a great Mm -hmm. word for it. People care here. Mm -hmm. People care about each other, not just their clients, not just their goals. They care about everybody who walks in that door. Mm -hmm. And we, as a community, one plus one equals three. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, the sum of us together is greater than us individual. Yeah. And that's what you receive in this gym. You get the best of both worlds. You get all aspects. You get different mindsets. You have different styles of training, different people, different personalities. And it all comes together in this big mosaic. It's beautiful. It's oh, yeah. Beautiful culture. Because the thing is, is that, like, I always said it, um, like, as trainers, we all pretty much represent each other. Yeah. Right? Because, like, one person trains with one of us. It's like, I trained with a trainer. Right, yeah. and that experience is going to trickle down to whatever trainer they'll ever oh, yeah. have in their life, oh, yeah. and so like 
when I see like an environment like it is here, like it just, it's like, wow, like it's, it's great to be a part of a team that actually like people care and they yeah. actually know what they're, they're doing and with their clients. Um, they're very knowledgeable and things like that. Yeah. Um, do you have any like closing remarks that you'd like to let everyone know uh, about your business, uh, about where you have, maybe have some plans in the future for your business that yeah. you'd like to share with everyone? Definitely. I, uh, I run a business called Cash and Fitness. It's uh, one-on-one personal training for small group training. Um, for me, it's a, it's a passion of mine above all else. I'm passionate about helping people achieve their goals and that is my number one priority. And so um, if you're looking for somebody who loves what they do, first and foremost, loves helping people, you've come to the right spot. And that's all I'll say. And also, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So we'll definitely have more podcasts with you in the future and uh, make sure that like people get to know a little bit more of like your step-by-step process, but definitely a pleasure having you on the show. Sure, man. All right. No problem, man. Take care.